0: Are the fireworks still happening? Oh, my
1: God. They, they started in May. Oh, it's crazy. And, and if you need to know what they sound like, they sound like this. <laughs> like that. <laughs>
2: You
3: don't deserve You don't deserve dogs. Hello. Hi. Welcome to We Don't Deserve Dogs.
0: I'm Dr. Lisa Lippmann
3: I'm Richie Redding. Uh today it's, it's kind of a a triple win. We've got a great guest.
0: Uh-huh.
3: It's, uh It's National Nude Day, and it's also Taco Tuesday. So,
0: Whoa, National Nude Day Taco Tuesday? Yup. We're, we're going
3: to get buck-ass naked with both of your parents. Which, All of us will be nude- <laughs> And just covered in taco grease. I, mean, I can't wait.
0: We have you, when my yeah. We have no shame here. It's it's really going to be a big day. Do. And also, I just want to say before you introduce our guest and just give him the cred that he's the one who pointed out to us today that it was National New Day. Well,
3: it explained so. why he was naked on this Zoom call. So without that, it would have been an assault of sorts. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> without any further ado. Our guest has had countless TV appearances as a stand-up comic and also was featured on shows you might know like The Get Down and movies you might remember such as Coyote Ugly and Chris Rock's top five comedian, actor, and author...
1: Mr. Wally Collins. Hello, hello, hello.
0: Woo, wait, what do you author?
1: My book is called The You Never Know Book of Encouragement.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, and what's that sounds so like everybody could use that right now.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Can you give us a little snippet?
1: Yeah, so it's basically encouraging, motivating, inspiring people to go for their dreams, goals, and desires. Because um, before I was a stand-up, I was an architect and musician. And I got the advice from my mother, you know, try it because you never know. And so I condensed that you never know into one word called you never know. And um, I started a company to motivate folks. I did a did a website and I did blogs every week to uh, inspire people. And then I took all those blogs and put them in a book. And now they're available on the book is available on Amazon. And uh, I hit an eight on the happiness uh, category.
0: Wow. Wow. That's impressive. I love
3: that. Yeah. I've seen the stickers for you never know, right. like, at a lot of comedy clubs. Right. And I always just assumed it was a Yiddish word. Yeah. I did not know that you were of extraction. <laughs> yeah. But uh dude, on a on a serious note, you're such a bright guy. You're so charismatic. And, Thanks, man. Uh, I, I had no idea that you're an architect until we did yeah. that show together recently. That's amazing. How long were you an architect before you became a comic?
1: About four years. Um I was a project manager and and assistant to architects, and um, it's just it's easier to say architect as to, 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 to explain what I did in architecture. Cool, and you grew up in Springfield, correct? Springfield, Springfield, Massachusetts. Don't mean to brag. Yep, Springfield, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: there's there's a few rough patches in Springfield oh, called Springfield.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh- <laughs> yeah. Yes.
3: So, did you grow up there with pets?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yes, man. I am. Um, we had a cat, we had a dog, we had a cat, but then um, I, it was my dog that I had his name is JD after my sisters Jane and debbie, and um, yeah he was uh, he was an amazing dog. so paint us a picture of your of your household so JD was half collie, half German shepherd, and uh, full of energy, full of personality. Mm-hmm. Um, he learned to bring his bowl into the living room to tell everybody when he was hungry. It was kind of embarrassing. We, we, it'd be embarrassing because we have company over, and he would just drop the bowl in the living room. And uh, one time, Uncle said, uh, "I think it dog's hungry." <laughs> so <laughs> my father was like,
0: <laughs> "He tried to tell people you weren't feeding him."
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it also it beats. It, like Chloe just winds her ass off, so it's like instead of begging, she's actually panhandling. Or he was. JD was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You like literally put the bowl sir, out for? Please, sir.
0: Can frog. I have some more?
1: Please, <laughs> sir. <Lisa>, right. <laughs> and so I really did. I really, I really love dogs. And um, believe it or not, when I was twelve, I had a, a dog competition in my in a neighborhood dog competition. I'm listening. <laughs> and the grand prize was a, a bag of food, a bag of yeah dog food. Second prize and third prize were ribbons. And I put it on myself. And uh, it was a, we did it for two years.
3: Wait, you organized the whole thing?
1: Yeah, I organized the whole thing.
3: What was it called?
1: It was called. Oh, it was called the Amherst Street Dog Competition because I lived on Amherst Street.
3: So it's <laughs> and it's only good for your street.
1: Well, actually, it was really crazy. The second year, people, you know, that's why my father said we had to stop because this one guy brought his pit, pit bulls, just intimidating other dogs and people, and um, it, <laughs> it was. Wait, what?
0: We didn't. We don't even know what the competition was, though. What was the competition? Oh
1: man, it was. Uh, okay, it was obedience. Um, you know, oh, sit, whoa. come and stay. Um, any tricks, A- and um, and then for anything freestyle. What what else can your dog do? Freestyle, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> special, yeah. So any special things or whatever, but, um, yeah, it was fun, man. Cause people, people came around and like, what's going on here? And like, you know, here's this black kid putting on a dog competition. Typical. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, super
3: typical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, who were the judges of the Amherst street dog show? Oh,
1: it was, it was, it was my father, me and, um, and, um, Mr. Davis who, uh, who he had, been, he was like the oldest person in uh, in the neighborhood and he was uh, he, he didn't have any dogs or anything like that but he was just we just respected him so Mr. Davis was the uh, the third person
3: Mr. Davis was the the deciding vote
1: yeah exactly
3: was JD allowed to be in the show
1: yeah J- JD came in second yeah <laughs> <laughs>
3: I had a feeling like J.D. was definitely going to get place in the top three if you and yeah. your dad were the judges. I'm assuming that uh, he would have been uh, first place if it wasn't for Mr. Davis.
1: <laughs> right. But we couldn't deny because my friend Jamie, Jamie Del Negro, he had a dog named Tramp. That dog was amazing. The dog, it, like, he he trained his dog just, just for fun. And this dog was doing an amazing. Thing. People were, like applauding and saying, do it again and all that kind of stuff. And so we're like, yeah, I think. Tramp
3: one. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome, dude. And yeah. and who footed the bill for this bag of dog food? corporate sponsor or did you just steal it from your parents
1: my own, my own allowance yeah and um, oh my father actually I bought the um the ribbons and my father helped me with the dog food
0: and how old were you 12 <laughs> that's cute <Yeah. laughs> dude
1: if, if that was happening right
3: now the dodo would be all over that <laughs> oh my god
0: could you recreate this for us Wally
3: neighborhood dog show <laughs> and an african-american angle which the dodo let's face it kind of lacking on they would be <laughs> 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 up in it, dude.
1: <laughs> uh
3: so was JD your last dog as a kid?
1: Yeah. Um JD was around for a while and then I went up to college. And the the craziest thing, man, when I came back, um my it was my freshman year, I came back and my parents said that he just went away. He uh he was sickly, but he went away and they couldn't they could they couldn't find him. And um yeah, it was just it was just really, really strange. And I said, okay. Is it
0: strange still though, Wally?
1: Did you buy that story? (laughs) You know what? Yes, I did. Because my parents, you know, they knew how much I loved that dog. And they knew, you know, I understood death. I understood you know, all that. And no, they, they wouldn't like, everyone asked me that, like, really, did that really happened. And, um, and I, asked, <laughs> I asked my mother when I was older, too. I said, mom, and she goes, of course, I, we, we wouldn't lie to you like that. So um, I believe. It.
3: So then when did you get a, a, uh, a pet on your own?
1: All right. So about 10 years ago, um, I always wanted a dog. I wanted a German Shepherd. And my wife, um, she's terrified of dogs. She was attacked by a dog when she was three years old. So anything, you know, that she, if she hears, like the, uh, the dog tags or whatever, she, she goes into panic mode. And um, but I, re- I just thought it'd be really great to have a dog in the house, just me and her in the house. And so she, she researched and she said that uh, um, if we get a dog, we got to get something small like a like a Yorkie terrier. And so I wanted a German Shepherd. She wanted a Yorkie Terrier. So we compromised and got a Yorkie Terrier, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who
3: has the name of Burger. Burger. Burger.
0: Who named her? Uh, him. I named him. 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 Sorry. Why did him.
3: Why did you misgender his dog? I don't
0: know. I don't know. <laughs> you think you hear
3: Burger and you just automatically yeah. think Lady Burger? I get in tr- <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> I <like> that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl, you nasty
0: lady, burger. Why are you
1: so nasty, though? <laughs> and how'd you get this guy?
0: Wait, wait. How we get the name?
1: Mm-hmm. All these things. Uh, okay, so I got the name. I like. I always like the name bergamot because I thought that would be a great name for it. Just a very regal name. And my wife said no. And so I said, "Well, I want. I want to be burger." <laughs> and she's like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah." It has a nice ring to it, burger and she was like okay fine but you gotta understand too that my wife was kind of like on the freaking outside too because we're you know we're getting a dog and you know she she had no idea um what to expect so um she was like just following my lead so to speak and um we got him from my hometown we well she did the research and we got him from a breeder and the, the burrito's from my hometown, so we drove it to my hometown. And so me and Burger are born in the same city. And uh, um, we brought it okay, back. represent. To- yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so we, um, we brought it back to New York and uh, – He's been here since.
0: So any any recommendations on how to take somebody who's afraid of dogs and Ooh, make them question, not man. afraid of dogs? Yeah. So how'd you do that? How'd you convince your wife into Because it sounds like you convinced her it was her own process and her own doing, but it was yours, really.
1: Did you trick your wife? No, I didn't, I, I didn't trick her. <laughs> no, no, I couldn't do that. I didn't trick her, but I had to tell her that she's the alpha, that she is because dogs look for, you know, that dominant spot. In fact, he challenged her. Berger challenged her. Which was amazing. So you see this little dog about the size of your your hand, you know, like growling and barking at her for like for territory. And she's like, "What is he doing?" I said, "He's yo, he's he's chesting up on, he's squaring up on you. You better you better handle that." <laughs> so she's like, "What do I do? What do I do?" I said, "Well, you tell him no. You, you say no. You show you show him that you are the alpha." And um, she did, it, you know, she did it for a while, and he kind of got it. And um, yeah, so then she, her confidence, you know, got bigger, and then she saw the softer side of him too. And, you know, the more of a like, you know, he was a he was a cuddler that he just liked like leaning against you like we're watching TV or we're just chilling. He just loved doing that. And that just kind of like just melted her heart. And um, we took him to a uh, we took him on a trip and um, we're, in the, we're in the hotel and they were playing. It was so weird. They're playing this little hand game and she put her hand on top of his paw and then he put his paw on top of her hand. And that was it. Yeah, that was like, okay, that's the bond right there.
3: That was the, the, the turning point in the movie of your wife and Burger.
1: Yes. And believe it or not, they are inseparable. Oh, my. I can't tell. Guys, I can tell, show you tons of photos. He follows her everywhere she goes. He push, When we come home, me and her come home, he pushes me out of the way to come see mommy. So they're best buddies.
0: Aw. And how old is he now?
1: He's 10 now. Oh, the interesting thing, too, is that Burger. he got attacked by a dog when he was younger. And he's afraid of dogs. T- he's oh, no. afraid of dogs too. So both of them are afraid of dogs. So I think that's the bond.
3: Yeah. So your, your wife has that in common. They get yeah. to just
0: live in fear together. Yes, yes, yes.
1: You know, <laughs> perfect. It's, it's, it's always great to have company.
3: <laughs> well, I can totally relate to uh, being number two in a dog's eyes because <laughs> right. uh, Lisa can't even Lisa can't even make a number two without Chloe being <laughs> all up on it. That oh, is, man. Chloe has is so imprinted on Lisa. It's really crazy. Well, I do
0: all. I give her all the
1: treats. Yeah, it's it's. it's I think it's kind of cute though you know, how they they bond. Oh, Oh, I mean, I love it. I'm obsessed.
3: Okay, Wally, we have prepared for you to better get to know Your beloved burger, we have prepared a personality test, and I understand that we have the honor of being joined by not only burger, but also your lovely wife, Arama. Is this correct? Yeah. This is a pretty big day. (laughs) Uh, Okay. (laughs) So uh, you're going to rank all these things from one to 10. We hear that uh, the burger is a mama's boy. Can you confirm Arama?
2: That's not that's true.
3: (laughs) Okay. Can you also confirm that you did not want this dog at first, but now it is essentially your dog?
1: (laughs) She's looking at me like, you told him that? (laughs) We're
3: we're, we're airing out laundry here, girl. Yeah, we are.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's my
3: dog. Okay, he has sensitive ears. You don't want him to know that you didn't want him? I get it. Okay, question one. Where would you rank his savagery as a beast? Where does he stand? On a scale from 1 to 10.
2: With 1 being the least? Well, he, he can go. He can get to a 10 if he's not feeling whoever it is, you know?
1: Around no the way. He, he gets he gets very territorial. Yeah. So if we're in the park, so if like we're, if we're on a, uh, like a blanket or whatever, and we're sitting there um, for about 15, 20 minutes, he says, okay, this is our space. And anyone that comes close, he starts to growl at them.
3: Really? Yeah. yeah. And he is about four pounds, correct? Seven pounds. <laughs> okay.
1: Come
2: on,
3: man. No disrespect, burger. No disrespect. <laughs> Forgot he was a burger with cheese. Uh, and, and that's towards people? It's not dogs as people? Um, both, right?
2: Yeah. Um, with dogs, if he's the one um, initiating, he's okay. But if the dog initiates and he's not feeling the dog, then he can jump to a 10. Okay. It's Wait. like he it has to be on his terms. Yeah, yeah little uh, dogs. Little
0: dogs have Napoleon syndrome, you know?
3: Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. Has he ever actually, uh, you know, had to beat up a pit bull or anything?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: no. no. I was actually
1: thinking about that. I'm like, no, he's not, he's not stupid.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about his problem solving skills.
1: You know, it's really funny. Um, he's a pretty smart dog. And so I bought this $40 kind of like mind game for dogs to keep, to keep them busy. The thing uh-huh. said keep him keep them busy for like an hour. Uh huh.
0: That's and great. I timed
1: it. He did it in five minutes, twenty-six seconds.
2: Oh <laughs>
0: really?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, he's really, really smart. Yeah.
1: Is it one of those uh was the what what's your favorite brand?
3: Vanina like Odyssey.
0: Just any or any kind of treat puzzle is really great. I'm all about the treat puzzles for mental and physical stimulation.
1: Yeah, he, he had a, the, the, there's a treat in a maze and he had a he right. had a, put the treat have the treat go through go through the maze so that was
3: $40 that lasted five minutes well spent yeah $5 but you can
0: do it over and over and over well Chloe
3: (laughs) figured out a long time ago that if we put a treat in one of those mazes and she just stares at it for long enough Lisa will eventually give her that treat
1: (laughs) brilliant
0: brilliant sounds right (laughs) who's smarter I don't know hers might
3: take an hour but no energy (laughs) (laughs) expended Sounds like my girl. (laughs) Let's talk about uh, street smarts. Mm. Let's say uh, let's say Burger is uh, finds himself a couple blocks away from home. How is he going to fare?
2: You know, we I'm not sure we don't let him off the leash,
1: Mm -hmm. but he knows his way back home because when we we, we knows when we we turn around, he kind of leads us.
2: Oh, that's true too. Like, oh, that's true. He he does because like if we're in the park. And we're walking back home. He does know how to get back. Yeah,
0: that's true. I'm glad you don't let him lay off the leash, though, by the way. Besides it being the law, it's just good common sense.
1: Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. We, no, no not, not in this house.
0: Yeah, good, good.
1: Yeah. Maybe we, in
0: the house you could let him off the leash, but. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Does he sleep on the leash? Uh- <laughs> Is that wrong? It's actually a training
0: <laughs> tactic when you're training puppies for new puppies, they say to keep them on the leash all the time, not to sleep on the leash, but yeah, to give when they're whenever they're not with you so they don't like have accidents in the house and stuff and you can see everything that they're doing to make sure you shape their behavior correctly. But uh, side note.
3: I feel like there should be some kind of social media campaign to publicly shame people that are walking their dog off the leash.
0: Oh yes, let's start you know, that.
3: Like yeah. Just- is is it out of the question or a little hostile if you just emptied a full fire extinguisher on him? The person, <laughs> not the dog. <laughs>
1: I'm thinking like a little squirt bottle. You know what I mean? And you know, yeah. people going, no, no, where's your leash? <laughs>
3: <Right>. <laughs> Let's talk about uh special skills. Are there any in, in anything uh just for burger special skills that he's got?
1: You see, he knows Spanish. Oh.
2: Yeah, we we, we taught him he, yeah, he, he knows some tricks, and he's he knows a little Spanish because we use language with some of the tricks.
0: Okay. Yeah, impressive. Add that to his resume. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yes. <laughs> D- and, double his odds of uh, getting hired. Yeah, and <laughs>
3: right. And we're hoping that you also speak Spanish because that would be a real bummer if your dog only spoke Spanish.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's always
3: talking shit behind your back or just right to your face. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't think he's barking. I think he's saying something. (laughs) No, my lovely wife, she's from the Dominican Republic, so.
3: Oh, very cool. Um, Okay, final question regarding uh, the personality. How bougie is the boy?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You picked the right one,
1: babe. (laughs) This tickled him. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. You would like to answer that one?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I think the laughter said it all.
3: (laughs) Uh, I mean, can we get an explainer perhaps?
2: Show your mouth. Um, Wow.
3: (laughs) I'll tell you this. Go ahead.
2: he's, He's very particular with food. Like for example, uh, he loves popcorn, but only if it's freshly popped. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a good one.
1: Um, he has a very extensive sweater collection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now <laughs> we're talking. And, yeah, cashmere. Whoa, what? Yes. Argyle, got- cashmere, and he has a couple of shirts and ties. <laughs>
3: yes, we're here yeah. for it. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, his diet, well, because he has allergies, so his diet is, is very, very limiting and very limited so um he he, he doesn't eat uh he can't have chicken he can't have uh uh, meat so he does fish but um it's got to be tuna fish or um you know a a nice brand something like that wow okay
3: yeah yeah he passes
1: (laughs) i I
3: think i understand yeah
0: tuna some what's the most expensive fish lobster
3: like halibut or something? <laughs> <laughs> Just a sixty pound halibut every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. Well I I feel like that was a very successful personality test. Yes, it and, is. Uh, we would then open the floor. Uh, you guys have some questions for the doctor. <laughs>
1: Okay, so let's go with the, um, the snorting thing.
2: You? Oh, yeah, he does.
1: He does Coke?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Do
1: you have or- a drug problem? He is bougie. Yeah, he yeah, does, actually. <laughs> I was trying to figure out an easy way to doing it, but it's getting expensive. So, is it? Yeah,
3: <laughs> sure. It adds up.
1: <laughs> so, go ahead.
2: It's, uh, it's, he makes this sound a lot. Um, as the years goes on, go on, it seems like he does it a lot more. It's like we describe it as a snorting sound, but he sort of almost gets choked up. So if he, whatever he's doing, he has to stop and kind of, he makes the sound and then get gets himself together and then keeps going like nothing.
3: See, you're describing it, but doing the sound would be so much better for, for everybody.
1: I knew, I knew, I knew. <laughs> it sounds like a... <clears throat>
0: That's a really good imitation of what I am envisioning this. I am envisioning that he is likely reverse sneezing. So reverse sneezing. sound. Have you heard of reverse sneezing? No. So reverse sneezing is... Um, I have a video on my Instagram page. Actually, I gotta. I should probably repost this. But basically, reverse sneezing looks very concerning. It's when they have a irritation where the nose meets the throat in like the nasopharyngeal area, and they basically suck in air really quickly, and they sound exactly like I, I can't. I mean, I can't even do it as good as you do. They sound exactly Wally like it. Wally Yeah, yeah <laughs> nailed it. Um, and <laughs> it looks really concerning. <laughs> it usually lasts for like a minute or so, and then it stops. Um, Sometimes you can actually like blow in your dog's snout into their nostrils and sort of help them. That sometimes will help get them out of it. Um, It can happen because of, you know, just any irritation, allergies, um, or there are nasal mites, which are really pretty ubiquitous in the environment, And um, they're really hard to diagnose. You need like a tiny little scope to go up the nose, but we don't really have to do that because they're really easy to treat. So if it starts to affect his quality of life or anything else like that, then you can just do a quick dose of Revolution, which is a topical flea and tick medication. It's so safe, but it treats for nasal mites. And so you just roll it out by doing one dose of Revolution and seeing, you know, again, that's if it really bothers him if you think it's like affecting his quality of life. If it's not and he just does it every once in a while, no big deal. But I would say go to YouTube and see. Getting it on video would be really helpful. You can send it to me or your vet, but go to YouTube and just type in like reverse sneeze dog and and see what a few different dogs look like doing it. And then you'll have a pretty good idea if that's what's happening.
3: Wow, well, that's
2: interesting. I've never heard of that. Yeah.
3: What uh what other questions do you have?
2: All right. So, Berger, since we've had him, he used to love sitting on a um, on benches in the park. And this summer, for actually started in the spring, every time we would go down to the park, he avoids the bench. And he no longer and if you're walking near a bench, he pulls on the leash to get away from the benches. Um, if you're sitting on a bench, he won't get on you. He'll And if you pick him up and sit him on your lap, he wa- he jumps off. He wants nothing to do all of a sudden with benches.
1: Yeah, because before that, he would, like, walk towards the bench and leap into our laps and sit there and watch New York walk by. But now he almost has, like, this anxiety with yeah. the bench.
3: Now he's just like, nah, son.
1: Right. My theory is this, and um, because I'm going be – down, well, up here they've been doing a lot of fireworks, and um, I'm thinking that he's he's associating sitting sitting on that bench and fireworks going off.
0: Are the fireworks still happening?
1: Um, oh, my God, they they started in May. Oh, it's crazy. And and if you need to know what they sound like, they sound like this, <laughs> like that. And so, um, no, they. Um. No. They. They. They pretty much stopped. They, a couple of went off yesterday, right? Yeah.
0: A couple yeah. Last okay. night. A couple that's last night. Crazy. Okay, but that's like it's not
1: crazy. as bad. Got it. Yeah. But I mean, it was like they, they had like the expensive kind. They were like the Roman candles yeah. and all that. Dude, them shits are expensive.
3: Yeah. Like that's that's the thing that's so crazy about. It. Like you see these people that don't look like they're doing great, like setting off two thousand dollars worth of fireworks. Like they
1: get all this shit. Yeah. So, um, so is there a way, I mean, like I was saying is that it's, it's, it was very therapeutic for all of us that he would sit on, on the park bench, sit on our laps and he would just chill. Is there a way that we can get that back to, to that chilling?
0: Yeah, that's hard. So, I mean, I would, you have to try to, wherever he like starts getting anxious, you want to start doing, um, like positive reinforcement behavior. So treats like any really high value treat, anything he can do to anything you can do to get him up there with like positive, positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. He's he may be finicky with food, so that's hard. But I mean, other than like working with a trainer for a session, I mean, it's so that they can see exactly what he's doing. It's really hard if he's traumatized by that one thing, but I would try. To lure him with treats from, like, the second before he starts to want to turn around. Just make it, like, really, really positive and try to lure him with some treats. Oh, before. Okay. Yeah, before. So, you don't want him to get anxious. You don't want him to get into that bad headspace. You want him to be, like, the whole time just, like, calm and happy. And the second before you think he wants to turn around, start giving him the treat in that good space and then carry it over to the place where it makes him more anxious. All right.
3: Everything Lisa just said was bullshit. Here's what you want to do, all right? (laughs) I want you to throw out your couch and get a bench. <laughs> and every well, that's night. a
0: technique called flooding, but we don't yes. really do that. Lisa, we don't, we don't really
3: Flood do that. him. Flood yeah. your house with benches. Just yeah. fill it. If you have a bed, a technique. toss it. Bench. City benches. <laughs> and. You can use fireworks. Bring
0: some pigeons in while yeah. you're at it.
3: Use fireworks to blow them up so that they get come off of their base. And then you and your lovely family can hang out on a bench inside yeah. all day with no fireworks.
1: Or, or the cheaper option, we can take our couch and bring it out into the park.
3: Mm.
0: <laughs> you don't even need a house. Yeah,
3: or... dude. Yeah. Put it on wheels or something yeah, so that every time t- every time you take a walk, you bring the couch so with smart. you. We're solving problems, dude. <laughs> Home stretch time. Listeners know what it is. It, it, Wally, you have been every bit the fantastic guest that I knew in my heart of hearts you would be. And we even had the, the added bonus of your lovely wife. But it is now time to determine if you deserve dogs.
1: You know what it is. It's time for a quiz about dogs and shit. Okay, this is best out
3: of three time here. All righty. Okay. Question one. ArchitectureForDogs.com is a real thing. It features the work of 13 internationally renowned architects that have all created structures for their own dogs.
0: Wait, I've never seen this. How come you didn't share this? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds
3: all
0: amazing. All of the plans are yeah. free <laughs> to download,
3: and you can build these structures yourself. So. We'll start with the design that Richie likes best. The okay. architect Constantine Grkirk, there's, there's no vowels, it's some kind of Slavic name, designed the paramount mirror for his dog. All he used was a round mirror and a few simple lights, a box and a rug, and he made the ultimate space for his dog to do its primping and preening. Perfect for any prima donna dog. What kind of dog does Constantine Grk have? St. Bernard? toy poodle, Papillon, or galen maxwell is going to die before she can testify.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that coming.
0: My dad's laughing. You got to laugh out of got to laugh out of Lloyd over there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Um well, just for fun, I think uh, it was a choice D. Yeah. Yes,
3: but I am also going to need a, a, another one. That, so that is, is that's, 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 that's. That's correct.
0: You yes, already it won. won.
3: It's correct. You but won. Yes, it is also a toy poodle would be, have been a respectable. Wait, answer. you
0: didn't even give him a chance. You didn't give him a chance. Wait, I thought, him thought him you said chance? we were moving on. Oh, okay. I thought we were going to let him just at least try to choose from the answers our relationship
3: <laughs> might not survive this test
0: <laughs> yeah. uh well, we, we would you have gone toy poodle in a while. Yeah.
1: You, no i wouldn't have gone toy poodle because that's that was just too just too obvious i would have i would have said probably saint bernard
3: saint bernard that would have been the ironic choice a papillon right. a very fancy dog yeah. also isn't
1: papillon a butterfly
0: yes papillon is the word for butterfly in another language i think it's is it portuguese i want to say i got nothing French or Portuguese. Anyway, it's, it does mean butterfly. And they were named after butterfly because they've got their ears look like butterflies. They've got like big ears uh, with like slowy hair coming off of them and they look like butterflies. Huh.
3: Now you know. Well, I just learned something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Question two. This brings us to Richie's least favorite design from architecturesfordogs.com. It's called okay. The Cloud by Riser plus Umemoto. I can't stress to you, Wally, how much I hate this thing. Okay. The best way to describe it is that it's a garment that is also both a harness and a leash system. Think of a dog burka made out of pantyhose and goofy loofas. It's made specifically for chihuahuas and claims to be perfect for their temperament and need to burrow. If you want to walk your dog around in a giant loofa Burka, how much time does the designer suggest to set aside to make your own cloud for your dog? 15 minutes, 15 hours, 15 days, or 15 weeks?
1: Oh, man. Well, I mean, as long as you have all the material necessary, uh, I'm going to say 15 hours.
3: It was 15 days. 15 days that they actually expect people to spend to make this gigantic thing. I'm gonna send you a picture of it when we're off air. It's the most, yeah. it's, it's a huge walkable loofah suit for your chihuahua.
1: I present this. Why 15 days? What, what's involved with 15 days?
3: It's wildly elaborate and hand sewn and also like bespoke tailoring to your dog. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen.
1: You can't get a store brand?
3: No, not if you want a good one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, you know, run over to Target, get there.
3: Okay, brother, we are uh, we're one for one, and all the marbles are are at risk here.
1: Oh, Qu- going okay. into
3: question three, the only item designed by the architects featured on ArchitecturesForDog.com that is for sale is the Wanmuk kit designed by Torafu. Meant for small dogs, it's a hammock slash baby chair type thing made of lightweight prefab wood and uses the owner's own what as the main support: t-shirt, underpants, mama's wigs, or condoms. Oh man. So it's a it's a prefab stool type thing. It's a hammock stool. Right. And then what is the they the wood is supplied, and then the material is t-shirt, underpants? mama's wigs or condoms
1: uh, it's a toss-up between the um the t-shirt and the underpants because i'm thinking because dogs are smell they, they probably feel comfortable with their owner's smell so i think we're we're the smelliest uh i'm gonna go with underpants <laughs> would you like to reconsider t-shirt
2: That is correct!
3: (laughs) Woo, We were schwitzing over here. Uh, Yes, you stretch your worn t-shirt across the the thing, and your dog smells it, and it gets to take a nap in your armpits. Uh, You assemble it yourself, and it only costs $180 plus shipping, Wally. What? That's why you didn't tell
0: me about the website? That is exactly...
3: Well, no, they don't have one that will hold up a 75-pound Chloe <laughs> and we'd have to use your underpants. But uh, it turns out that you deserve dogs.
2: Yay! You we knew did that. It.
3: You did it, Wally. Well, we knew you. that from question one. Shoo, no, that was tense. That <laughs> was tense. Uh Dude, th- uh, thank you so much for joining us, man.
1: Oh, man, I had so much fun, man.
3: Yeah, and uh I love your comedy. It was so great catching up on that show that we did together the other day. I love day. your firework and,
1: uh, uh,
0: impression. <laughs> <laughs> let, let Katy Perry know if she needs, like, you know, for like her song,
1: I'm gonna need some lemon and honey to kind of soothe my throat after that firework. <laughs> yeah. And where can people find you, dude? Oh, Wally Collins. Um, let's see, wallycollins.com, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Um, yeah, W A L I C O L L I N S. I'll be there.
0: W A L I. Yeah. Okay.
1: I knew that the whole time.
0: Oh, one L.
1: Mm-hmm. one I right. got it okay.
0: yep good job no these. Y
3: no 2L's okay <laughs> would you like to uh, explain it anymore <laughs> yeah no I
0: just want to make sure that people know now yes. I know
3: and you guys know you can find me everything is at Richie Redding and thank you so much to all the people that have bought my album number one album of the year and keep on buying it made it, it. number and one yeah and uh, it debuted at number one it's and, and uh, prophecy. Uh, yeah and you guys are awesome for doing that so thank you so much and where can you find my girlfriend
0: uh, at Dr. Lisa Lippman All the fun things. I'm going to be starting YouTube and uh, all the information coming at you.
3: All the stuff. All right. See you, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Richie Redding.
0: And I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman.
3: Yeah. And you can find both of us at our respective handles, those exact names, at Richie Redding, at Dr. Lisa Lippman. And uh, I just want to give special thanks to our editor, of course, who is Jordan Aaron, and our executive producer, King Joffrey himself, Jeff Umbro, of The Podglomerate. And you can find more of their shows at thepodglomerate.com.
0: Some of the music in this episode comes from Breakmaster Cylinder. Make sure to check out the sponsors you heard in this episode, because that really, really helps provide the show to you free of charge. Let them know we sent you. It also really helps people to find the show. If you rate and review on Apple podcasts or share an episode on socials, tag us at we don't deserve dogs and let us know what you thought. We'll see you next week when we return with another episode of we don't deserve dogs. All content provided on We Don't Deserve Dogs is for informational purposes and entertainment value only. None of the content on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to constitute third-party veterinary advice or any other third-party professional advice. The content We Don't Deserve Dogs distributes or transmits should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice. Nothing on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to be used as a veterinarian's diagnosis, veterinary treatment, or any other veterinary service and should not be relied on to affect the medical therapy of any pet. Nothing transmitted to or from We Don't Deserve Dogs can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. Your dependence on the content of any information found on or transmitted by We Don't Deserve Dogs is at your own risk. For veterinary care and advice, please see your veterinarian.
1: The Pod A Sonic Universe.